The CECC has confirmed seven cases of the Omicron COVID variant among recent arrivals. These cases arrived from the UK, the US, Nigeria and Canada between December 14th and 18th. Five of them are asymptomatic. This latest edition brings Taiwan's total Omicron tally to 12. Also on Wednesday, the CECC reported 14 new imported cases. Two of them tested positive just before their scheduled release from their quarantine facility. Upon testing positive, they were hospitalized immediately. The European Union has recognized digital COVID vaccination certificates issued by Taiwan. This means that Taiwan nationals can enjoy fast-tracked access to EU member states. With a digital certificate, they'll be able to clear costumes with a quick scan of their mobile phone. Health Minister Chen Shizhong says that applications for digital certificates will open to the public next week. After vaccination, recipients get a small yellow card with their name, vaccine brand and date of vaccination. In the future, Taiwanese travelers to the EU won't need to bring the card with them to enter. They'll be able to clear customs by turning on their mobile phones and showing a digital vaccination certificate. The EU has recognized digital vaccination certificates issued by Taiwan's government. This means not only that our digital certificate system is fully compatible with the EU systems in a technical sense, it also represents the EU's affirmation of the Taiwanese government's accomplishments in epidemic prevention over the past two years. We will make the relevant announcements probably next week. I think that the EU is a rather important stronghold for us because it comprises a relatively large number of countries, countries with which it has mutual recognition go beyond the EU. It includes many other countries. We're continuing to engage in discussions with a great many other countries. The health chief was asked if the EU's decision represents recognition of Taiwan's medigen COVID vaccine. Its decision on vaccine certification is a decision on the validity of our vaccination certificate. That is, it is recognizing the validity of our certificate. But regarding the recognition of specific vaccines, every country uses different standards. This decision is saying that our certificate is valid. It's not fake, it's real. In the future, Taiwan travelers with digital certificates can expect faster entry to EU countries, but it might be a while yet before tourists can leave the country. When will it be possible to go abroad in the way we used to before the pandemic and to not have to do home quarantine or isolation? This is unlikely in the short term because we are seeing very high case numbers in Europe and the U.S. Japan is a more likely prospect because Japan's numbers are going down. They've gone down by a lot. So Japan may be a possibility that we can consider. The health minister said that Omicron is a test for the world and that the CCC will do its best to secure the border. Taiwan's indigenous defense program set another milestone on Wednesday with the delivery of the second mass-produced advanced jet trainer. Like the first, which was delivered last month, this second jet was manufactured by the Taichung Base Aerospace Industrial Development Cooperation. It landed at Taidong's Zhihang Air Base on Wednesday before being handed over to the Air Force. The Brave Eagle, which can be used as a trainer and a jet fighter, will gradually replace Taiwan's fleet of American-made F-5 aircraft. 
Since January of this year, more than 940 PLA sorties have harassed Taiwan. China has carried out targeted military operations surrounding Taiwan on multiple occasions. On November 28th, it deployed a Y-20 aerial refueling aircraft to the Western Pacific for training for the first time. Recently, the Liaoning carrier crossed the Miyako Strait to perform its second open sea exercise of the year. To this day, the CCP has not renounced the use of force against Taiwan. It has regularly and frequently dispatched aircraft and ships to harass Taiwan with designs to create gray zone conflict. Its military threats and provocations have been more pronounced than ever. The second mass-produced Brave Eagle jet departed from Taichung's Qingquanggang Air Base Wednesday morning. It was carrying AD, AIDC Chairman Hu Kaihong, and it was joined in the air by the first mass-produced Brave Eagle jet trainer along with a prototype. AIDC plans to produce a total of 66 Brave Eagle aircraft, which will be delivered by 2026. A Taipei University has developed a 3D-printed brain model that lets surgeons practice their game plan before hitting the operating table. National Taiwan University of Science and Technology, also known as Taiwan Tech, spent four years creating a highly realistic replica of a brain. It looks and feels like the real thing, allowing doctors to practice their skills in a no-risk environment. Extracting a brain tumor is one of the most te technically difficult neurosurgical procedures. In the past, interns and resident physicians had to depend on donated cadavers for training. A bone drill is used to cut an opening in the skull. The brain is prized apart to reveal dark gray matter nestled inside pink soft tissue. This is the tumor that the surgeon is here to remove. This is a 3D surgical simulation platform developed by Taiwan Tech. It's a complete model of real brain tissue that lets doctors train before surgery. The model gives us an opportunity to practice. That's the first and most immediate benefit. We're more able to try new approaches when the psychological stress is not as great. In the past, interns and residents relied on donated cadavers for surgical practice. But since the start of the pandemic, it's been hard to get cadavers from abroad. And most people in Taiwan are not willing to become body donors. As a result, this simulator has become an important alternative for training. Everyone knows that with these statutory notifiable infectious diseases, patients who die from them should be cremated. It is indeed the reality that we now have fewer opportunities to import cadavers and the cost is greater than before. On the simulator, the experience of cutting into normal brain tissue and extracting tumors feels at least 90% similar to the real thing. The simulation platform was developed by Taiwan Tech's Mechanical Engineering Department in partnership with Tri-Service General Hospital's Neurological Surgery Department. It takes one to three weeks to make one using 3D printing, mold design and casting technology. The developers spent nearly four years fine-tuning the design. So, at the time, 
I took 20 or 30 models and created a great deal of samples. I had the doctors touch them and look at them and tell me which ones were most similar to the real thing. Then I took the most similar samples and went from there. The similarity is quite sufficient. It allows them to complete the entire procedure and it improves their self-confidence during surgery. We also believe it will greatly improve patient safety. In terms of touch, color and appearance, it's nearly identical to brain tissue. It can also be customized to simulate different tumors. Developers hope the 3D model will be used by more medical students in the future. With the holidays approaching, many people are starting to put up their Christmas trees. Kara Wall, an American who moved to Taiwan six years ago, has been creating Taiwan-inspired Christmas ornaments since 2017. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang sat down with Wall to learn about her designs. She slowly threads a needle and begins knitting. This handmade embroidery kit is a map with indigenous flowers from different parts of Taiwan. It was created by Kara Wall, an American living in Taiwan. I just wanted something really colorful and happy and express Taiwan, and something easy you can make at home to remember Taiwan back. Wall moved to Taiwan six years ago from New York and began creating Christmas ornaments in 2017. She was first inspired to create Christmas ornaments for fellow expats because she couldn't find many ornaments depicting Taiwan. She began to teach herself how to create ornaments. Her ornaments feature images like the Taipei 101, lanterns, and dumplings. It's really important to combine the Western type of traditional elements of Christmas, along with um, the things that make Taiwan really special, like the dumplings and the um, quarantine hotel <laughs> and, um, and Taipei 101. Like, there's so many beautiful, unique things about Taiwan that I just really wanted that to come out in more of a Western style. This year, Wall created three designs, which she titled 2021 Jiayou, Quarantine Santa, and Taizong and Kaohsiung Poinsettia designs. I really wanted to have two different types of ornaments this year. Um, one was going to be more of a traditional style that kind of fits along with the, the style that I've gone with in the past. Um, so it was really important to have like the year on it. I also have like the little shape of Taiwan in the zero, so 2021 and Jiayo. That was meant to be like a shea shade to Taiwan. Thank you for keeping COVID out. Thank you for protecting us and even allowing all of us to stay here. Um, and the other one, I wanted to have a little bit more of a sarcastic, like funny element to lighten up the situation because it's been a very heavy year. Um, so we have quarantine Santa and uh, a lot of people have had to do hotel quarantine here 15 days. It's not easy. I've done it. Um, so it's just a kind of funny way of being uniquely Taiwan, but also lightening up the holidays a little. Wall now creates products not just for Christmas, but all year round. She also teaches DIY embroidery classes in various locations. She hopes that her designs can lift people's spirits and spread Christmas cheer. For most of you, Stephanie Yang, Zhong Shuhui in Taipei. Is your phone running low on battery? You're in luck if you're taking the Taipei MRT. The metro operator has inaugurated a power bank rental service that allows charging on the go. Power banks can be rented and returned at any of 5,000 rental points in the country. The Taipei Metro alone offers 134 rental points with at least one at every MRT station and in every underground mall. Taipei Mayor Ko Wenzhe tried out the service on Wednesday. Oh, oh, stop. Oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, stop. Yeah, stop. Yeah, stop.
With the tap of a screen, a power bank pops out from the machine. Plug it in and charge your phone on the go. It's that easy. <laughs> Taipei has long provided fixed-point charging stations, but they've not found favor with commuters rushing to catch their train. Teaming up with a global charging solution provider, the Taipei MRT now also offers 134 power bank rental points along its train network and underground shopping malls. The power banks can be returned at any rental point. Starting today, we are providing this power bank rental service at all metro stations and underground shopping malls to give people the convenience of charging on the go. Power banks can be rented at point A and returned at point B. Actually, during the trial period, we saw that more than 70% of users were renting them at metro stations, but returning them somewhere in the periphery of an MRT station, say a cafe, a restaurant, a convenience store, etc. Earlier, I mentioned that we've partnered with more than 3,000 Greater Taipei businesses to set up rental points. This charging solution provider has been in the Taiwan market for three years. It currently has a national network of 5,000 rental points. It's also partnered with EasyCard Corporation to allow cashless transactions. We hope to satisfy the needs of commuting passengers. We hope to do all we can to satisfy the needs they might have during the course of their commute during their travels. We've opened up Taipei as a field for experimentation. This means that if you're a business with a new idea, you can come to Taipei City and we will provide the space for you to try it out. If it's a success, then we'll let the business scale up and apply it practically. So this is indeed very convenient. The other thing is that the sharing economy is becoming more and more developed in Taipei. This here is a very good example of urban innovation in Taipei. The mayor hailed the startup behind the charging solution, expressing optimism over its market prospects. He said good ideas can help drive Taipei's tech innovation. After a six-month delay due to COVID, the Food Taipei Expo finally kicked off on December 22nd. Food products from 28 countries are featured at the four-day trade show. For the first time, Lithuania has its own pavilion where it's showcasing products from 25 companies. Organizers say Lithuanian products won widespread favor from Taiwan consumers this year after the Baltic nation took a stand against China to back Taiwan. For the first time, Taiwan held a regional qualifier for the International Supermodel Contest. Winning the contest can give aspiring supermodels huge opportunities in the fashion industry overseas and in Taiwan. After eight months of grueling training and competitions, the winners were revealed. Our very own Stephanie Yang has the details. Models strut down the runway in elegant evening gowns. This is the finals of the International Supermodel Contest. Not only do these models know how to strut the runway, they also took the stage with different talents, such as dancing and singing. competition was fierce at the first ever Taiwan International Supermodel Contest. The judges are actually very professional and internationally minded. The competition was fierce in all aspects for the contestants. We have gone through many rounds of intermediary contests and training for the finals. 
we have added the Best Attitude Award and Best Talent Award, High Potential Award, and others to encourage the contestants. Some may only be 15 years old, while others are from other fields. For example, one majored in physical education, but then, due to personal interest, came to participate in the competition. I hope that in the process of expressing themselves, they can bravely pursue their ideals and dreams. The International Supermodel Contest is in its ninth edition this year. Competitions have been held every year in different countries, including the US, Japan, Canada, China, Thailand, and Italy. This year, Taiwan held a regional contest for the first time. Throughout the competition, contestants participated in a series of photo shoots around Taiwan and attended training sessions. In first place for the supermodel category is Dian Wanyun. Wu Daizi took the top spot in the fashion model category. Pan Yingjie in the man model category. All the participants were very hardworking. In terms of attitude, we have seen their growth. Compared to the beginning of the competition, after taking fashion and aesthetic classes and daily intensive training sessions, they gained the courage to express themselves. Taiwanese competitors are very internationally minded and very talented. We hope they can have much more opportunities and have such a platform in Taiwan to collaborate with foreign chambers of commerce and well-known Taiwanese designers. Making the city more visible to the world through fashion, I think, is a very important task for us. I am very happy that our international supermodel competition is being held for the first time. Through a competition like this, our winners get the opportunity to participate in the Asia competition and the world competition. The Taiwanese finalists will now compete in the Asia final contest. In addition, they can also serve as spokespeople for international brands in Asia, the US and Europe. They can also get signed by an international agency and participate in Fashion Week shows. For most news, Stephanie Yang, Zhong Shuhui in Taipei. Now turning to the weather for your Christmas weekend forecast. The strongest cold air mass of the season is expected to arrive right on Saturday, which is Christmas Day. Northern Taiwan could see the mercury dip down to 8 degrees on Sunday and Monday. Mountains higher than 2,000 meters above sea level might be in for snow. She takes inventory of winter clothing before hanging them on display racks. This clothing store is preparing its knits and winter coats ahead of a strong continental cold air mass set to arrive on Christmas Day. Precipitation levels have clearly subsided compared to yesterday. But today, the north and northeastern regions are still seeing thicker cloud cover, and the chance of rain is also higher here. In the central and southern plains, the weather has gradually become mostly cloudy. By Friday evening, a cold core high will have covered the entire region of Taiwan. Starting Saturday, a strong continental cold air mass will descend on the island and linger until Tuesday early morning. This could be the first cold wave of the winter season. We predict the lowest temperature will occur at some point between Saturday evening and early morning on Tuesday. In the northern half and northeastern areas, lows may drop to 10 to 12 degrees. If we take into account the possibility of a cold wave, then in the period between Saturday evening and Monday, mountains at least 2,000 meters above sea level in the north and northeastern regions may see snow. What's certain now is that the coming weekend will be the chilliest of the winter season so far. Weather simulation results differ among countries, with some predicting that a full-on cold wave will prevail. 
The map of Taiwan has lots of quirks, but now in Jiayi, at least, it's covered in a host of scaly guardians. How so? Well, an amateur cyclist has sketched out his bike rides using GPS technology. His routes draw a unique overlay on the map we know and love. A teacher by profession, Chen Zhenxiang, is dedicated to his bikes and passionate about cartography. The map of Jai dotted with dinosaurs. This adorable little Jurassic Park contains more than meets the eye. Chen Zhenxiang and friends pedal furiously down the road. Their cycling routes are mapping the dinosaurs out on the roads of Taiwan. I did a series before called Under the Sea, which was all sea creatures. So this time we wanted a new theme, dinosaurs. We chose them because they're possibly a bit easier to draw and also more attractive, cuter. Nine dinosaurs are drawn on the map, having a party. The routes are simple, but detailed enough to identify the dinosaurs on first glance. We wanted the routes to be on flat ground, because that makes them easier to ride. And also, there will be fewer unexpected roads, such as a road that's shown on Google but doesn't actually exist when you go there. Chan shared online that drawing each dinosaur took an average of 130 kilometers. Altogether, the party meant around 1,000 kilometers in the saddle. He also shared how he drew that image on the map. On a map software, you can draw an outline. After drawing it, go to the starting point, pull up your drawing, and use it as navigation for your ride. Once you've completed the ride, you've created the image on the map. Activity can best be seen on the app. It was his Christmas sketches that first drew international attention. And Chen has friends in the cycling slash map drawing game. British cyclist Anthony created festive cheer over a nine-hour ride on Christmas Eve, which drew a reindeer on the map of London. In the future, Chen wants to keep with the dinosaurs and bring them to more regions of Taiwan. Jiayi County is renowned for its Alishan High Mountain Tea, one of Taiwan's best-regarded tea products. To celebrate its tea, the county will hold a nine-day festival from Christmas Day to January 2nd. There will be art installations and performances, along with immersive tea appreciation experiences. The festival will take place at the Jinglan branch of the Zhongpu Township Farmers Association.